0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Startup Sales. Today I'm going to be sharing with you how to get your company from zero to one million dollars in revenue and how to how to get that quickly in under a year and then how to take that and scale it to five million and above. So it's really important the structures that you put in place. Now this is a special uh, episode as I've got a video uh of me talking about it and making diagrams as we walk through it so you could follow along so there will be in the show notes a link to the youtube video to watch this let's get to today's episode Hi, everybody. I wanted to talk to you guys today about getting your business up to 1 million in revenue and then scaling that out to 5 million. And in order to do that, you need to have three things in place. First of all, you need to be generating revenue, quite obvious. But in order to do that, you need something that is repeatable and something that is predictable. So this is what you need. These are the kind of systems that you'll need to have in place that are revenue generating, repeatable and predictable. And that will help you get to the $1 million and then scaling it out to $5 million. But what does that entail? What kind of systems are needed? Well, what I've put together is three systems that you need. And the first one that you need is Engage. You need a way in which to engage your prospects and get get their attention. Uh, because without that, it doesn't matter how well you negotiate and how well your, your abilities to scale are. You need to have a solid foundation and to be able to get them uh, on the hook if you're a fisherman. So you need to first get the system in place to engage. Once you have that, then we can look at converting them. And converting them is the next stage because now you're having a bunch of conversations, which is terrific, but now you need to be able to get them to pay because it's great to have people that are interested in what you have to offer, but if they're not paying, then your business uh, still doesn't succeed. So we need to put together systems around converting. Once you get these systems in place, then you need a way to scale this because it's great if you're able to get Uh, you know a handful of deals and get the momentum going but as a founder you need to start to grow the business and you need to have it repeat over and over and over again and so that you could grow the company into the unicorn that you want it to be. So let's take a look down and really dive in deep into the engage system. So I've broken it down into three different sections that you need. The first one being clarity. What this means is you need to have clarity into who your buyers are on a deep level, not just, hey, we're looking for uh, founders of 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 tech companies that are looking to increase their sales by a million Uh, (laughs) dollars. What you need to understand is what their pain points are and who they are and what problems they're having and how they're solving them now and how they need to have them solved. And once you get that deeper understanding, it will change the whole process for you. It will change the, who you talk to, the questions you ask, how you market your product, how you change the product itself as well, uh, because it will start to speak to your prospects. And this is the most important fundamental part, uh, part of your system. And you may feel like, Oh, well, we already know who we're talking to. Make sure that you really dive in deep and understand their pain points, not on just one level or two levels deep, make go four or five levels deep onto what pains they're having. And what does that cause? Is it an emotional pain? Is it, uh, you know, a business need pain? Uh, is it a fear? Is it something that you're trying to get away from, or is it something they're trying to move towards? Uh, There's so many different kind of pain and you need to go deep into that. After you understand who you're going to be targeting and you have that clarity, the next thing you need to work on is your communication. So your communication is vital. Now that you have the clarity of who you're going to speak to, now you need to address them in a way. And so first of all, all your communication, uh, if you're writing emails, if even if it's inbound and they sign up for a trial and then you reach out to them, or if you're going outbound via email or LinkedIn or even phone calls, cold calls, these are all great ways of communication, but you need to speak to them and you need to know what to do and how to ask them and what questions to ask. And you base that off of the clarity that you've already uh, put together. So once you build that communication channel and you have that getting going, the whole point of communication is to get them to engage you, not to sell them. So only write those emails with, or, or communication channels with the intent only to get them to hit the reply button or to carry on the conversation, not to get them to buy right now or to jump on that phone meeting with you, uh, or zoom meeting because, that's not what the natural progressive mode is, unless you're going for the small 10% at the very end that are ready to buy now. But if you wanna get the much larger picture, you gotta to speak to get the, to where they are in their buyer journey. So once you get your communication down, then we move on to your first meeting. Now, your first meeting is about them. It's not about you. It's not about your company. You know, so many times you jump on the call with people and they tell you this whole long story about their where their business comes from, where the founders come from. And that's great when you're pitching to investors, some investors like it, but that doesn't they don't care about the story. They want to know that you guys are a serious company. Yes, they want to know that you guys have a track record because they want to know that you're going to be here in the future. But you could prove that in other ways and keep them engaged now. Because again, we're in the engage section, the whole point is to in keep them engaged. And so back to the fishing analogy, you wanna get them on the hook. So your first meeting is to talk about them and about their pain points, which you've found out back in the clarity section. Once you get them to speak about that and speak about what problems they're having and the issues it relates to as in their business, then they're gonna be more interested in what you have to offer. So that's the, the next step is to get processes in place so that you have that first meeting nailed down and you have the procedure and the workflow uh, for that first call so that you get them on the hook and you keep them on the hook. That's the engage model. So once we get the engagement down and we have them ready, now it's time to put them through the sales funnel. And so converting them is the next step. So what do you need to do? Well, your your next step typically is to qualify and demo. So if you're gonna qualify and demo them, you need to know what you're looking for to qualify. Now, I know there's BANT and a lot of other models out there. Do they have the budget, the authority, the need, and the timing? That's fantastic, but that's, it's like check boxes. And you want to qualify them based off of the clarity that you have. They need to have that pain, that need. And if they don't have that, and you're gonna to try to push them through anyways, you're just wasting your time. Maybe you'll close one out of 100 of those people, but you're spending the other time with the other 99 people and not closing the other people that are really ready to buy. So now's a good time to figure that out. So you wanna qualify them by asking them good questions, by figuring out what their pain is and making sure it's there. The demo comes last. The demo is more of a technicality. Um, yes they're buying your product and you they want to see what it is that they're buying but that's not really what you're selling you're selling a, um, a, a way to solve their pain and that's what what they're buying and that's what they want to hear about so then once you get to the demo then you need to have a process in place for how do you demo and you do that by telling it like a story Don't walk through your product and list feature by feature by feature. It's so boring. Nobody wants to hear it. Uh, You'll lose their attention. And just because you're excited about it and you should be, it's a cool product, but it's still not as exciting to them because what's exciting to them is their pain and how you're going to solve it. So you tell it in a story as if you were them, you know, pretend to be a different company that's exactly like them. Say, hey, I'm a software engineer dealing with this and trying to solve this problem right here and here's how I do it by using my platform and you go through a story like that and that is much more helpful much more uh, likely to get them to proceed because now they could see themselves using your product and getting them to future pace and see themselves processing and and using your your product on a daily basis it's a great way to get them to convert so now we got the qualified uh, they're qualified We've got them to see the demo. Now, next step, get them to test. We have our POC in our test phase. Now, buyers don't know how to buy, typically. You need to walk them through on how to buy. And you wanna have some kind of of worksheet and and process that you go through in the test. You wanna have parameters set up. You don't wanna just say, okay, here, test it for two weeks, thanks. And then they're going to come back and then they're going to say oh sorry we were busy Uh, something came up can we push it another two weeks and then that will be another week another week another week and it's never ending and so what you want to do is you want to have it all defined are you guys ready on this date because once we open it up we can't we can't extend it so will you be ready by this date yes okay good let's have a call the day before with all the technical people that need to be involved To make sure that it's all set up and running, let's have other calls throughout throughout the POC to make sure that everything's working accordingly. And then you want to show them, okay, what to test for, because testing is great. But if they don't know exactly what they're testing for, they're just going to try the product and say, "Oh, this is cool." They're not going to know how to walk through the system. They're not going to. You know, you're not going to be there holding their hand, showing them and pointing them out all the successes that they're having. You need to define that beforehand. So define those tests. And then at the end of the POC phase, you come back and say, okay, here's what we defined as a success. Did did we accomplish this? Yes? No? Good. Let's move forward. And that will help you in the converting phase. Once you're through with that, then it's time to negotiate. Well, you are negotiating it's true you're negotiating all the way from the beginning from your f- initial communication but you also want to make sure that everything is aligned because you're going to be negotiating during the qualification the first call and the poc is also a part of your negotiation and, and you have it all built in there so you want to go backwards now and structure that in throughout the process and this also means looking at your pricing does your price align with their needs? Uh, you know, maybe you need to change your model. Uh, you could actually even charge higher amount but change the model so it makes sense for the, for the buyers. And that's what's really important. Not what the com- competition is doing. Sometimes you need to do what the competition is not doing and get an edge in that way. Sometimes you'll find that the there's a bar set by the companies at the procurement offices. And so if you go, too much over that, then they have to get secondary approval. Well, if you're maybe you're talking about $5,000 a month versus $6,000 a month, if you keep the first tier plan at 5,000, then you under go underneath that bar and you could get in. So there's a lot of things to do with the negotiation, including also knowing what you're going to negotiate. Where's your bottom line? If you know this before it comes up to negotiate, you're going to be a lot more confident on the call you're gonna be a lot more confident in speaking with them and knowing where your boundaries are. So you don't get, uh, you you negotiate a lot better, basically. Uh, because otherwise you're gonna just sit there and like, well, okay, I could take $500 a month less or I can make a $20,000 cut on this price, but maybe you really only wanted to take 10. So if you have that planned out before, it will really be helpful. So now we've got the converting, System set up. We know how to qualify and demo. We know how to get them to test, and we know how to negotiate and get them to sign on the dotted line. Now it's time to scale this because now you've got people coming in. You as a founder has been engaging people and converting them. Fantastic. Now it's time to take it to the next level. But what does that mean? It's not just hiring a salesperson. Hiring a salesperson just for just like that for no, not having any plan uh, could be very disastrous. And typically it is because most salespeople don't know what to do in this very early stage unless you have stuff set up for them. It's very rare to get a salesperson that knows. So what you need to do is get everything in place before you hire that salesperson and then hire it. So what you need to do first is be able to track So this is to track everything. How long does it take from the initial meeting until they're testing? How long does the test normally take? How long does the negotiation period typically take? When you're tracking all these numbers and you see the sales funnel as it's moving down, then you could actually see where the holes are. And quickly be able to fix it because as you start to scale, it becomes a different uh, a different machine. And so you wanna be able to quickly plug a hole if there is one. And if you have everything, the transparency and tracking, then you know where those holes are and how to fix them. The next thing you want to set up in your, before you start to scale is systems. Now there's many different kinds of systems. You have systems for automation this is fantastic. Can you automate many of these emails, these follow up emails, the tasks, you know, Salesforce and many of these other CRMs allow you to, as a salesperson, to manage two, three hundred prospects at a time because you have follow up tasks and you have reminders and you have all your notes. These things are incredibly important. Now, most people have these systems, but you also want to get the systems in place to help you track. So. It's good to be tracking it, but if you have to do that manually or with an Excel sheet, it's difficult. So you get systems in place to track that. And then you could also put uh, automations in place with that. So let's say it moves from MQL to SQL a prospect. And, well, the system could automatically open a new task for you to follow up with them or check in on them, whatever it may be. And so there's a lot of different systems like this um, to put into place as well as systems like to make sure your POCs are are running properly. Uh, You know, it's great to have that document, that POC document we talked about earlier, but you want to have a system in place to to follow up with them and make sure that they're going through smoothly. So once we get the systems in place, now you're actually able to have very good, strong visibility into your sales process. You're able to have automation on much of it and uh, it's more predictable and repeatable. Now, because you have those systems set up, and now you are finally ready to hire a team. And now, because you've actually set all that up, it's not just, okay, I'm gonna go hire a sales team. Now, it's, I need this kind of salesperson with this kind of experience. Because now you've actually mapped everything out, and now you know. Because if you're selling a product that's uh, $150,000 a year contract, but you go and hire somebody that's normally selling $5,000 a year contracts. Well, it's a much different kind of sales process and chances are that salesperson is not right for this job. So now you know that, and now you know who's involved in the process. So now you could hire people that have experience with these people, let's say legal procurement offices, things like that. So you, you get to build your team and you start to understand who you need and you first define what you need, uh, what kind of salespeople you need. Maybe it's just SDR. Maybe you're not ready for a salesperson yet and you're fine doing the sales as a founder. You just need extra help. So that's also okay. But then you've defined the role, what you need, then you need to set up a process to interview them. What are you looking for? What kind of questions do you ask? Uh, during the interview. What kind of answers are you looking for? Uh, What kind of characteristics are you looking for when you're hiring them? And how do you onboard them and train them so that they're up and ready fast? Um, So this is your system. This is how you get your business to 5 million plus. So you first work on yourself as a founder in the engage in the convert phases getting these conversations going and getting them to start to close. You'll learn so much by doing this yourself. You'll learn, you'll have your finger on the pulse and you'll be able to really, uh, understand the buyers and what needs they have and what pains they have, which will help you in the marketing side and the product side as well. So it's extremely important to be close to your prospects at these early stages. Once you get that figured out, now you're ready to scale. You have your systems in place, and you could start to build your team and grow from there. This is your foundation. If you build your company with this kind of foundation, you're going to go far. If you don't, you know, you're kind of rolling the dice. Maybe you'll get lucky, and you'll make it to 10 million revenue uh, by hiring a couple people, but chances are you don't have a strong enough foundation to hold you up, unless you have somebody come in retroactively and kind of build it quickly for you. So I hope this helps. And if this is something that your company is struggling with and needs help, you know, it's, it's a long journey. It's not an easy one. And if you don't have experience with it, it's very hard to get it going uh, properly from the beginning. So if you need help, this is what we do at Startup Sales. And this is our expertise is building these processes and walking through these systems with you. So you could reach out to us at startupsales.io Uh, We've helped hundreds of companies do this before. So you can also just email me directly at adam at startup sales. Thanks for listening to Startup Sales with Adam Springer. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Contact Adam about speaking engagements or consulting services at adam at startupsales.io.